They tell a clever lie. They tell it's a hilarious lie because it appeals to the Pharaoh's prejudices. It builds on the prejudices of the Pharaoh. Well, you know how those people are, Your Majesty. All they do is make babies. I mean, you know, as soon as we get the call, we go down there and they have those ones already out the other. They don't have any use for us. We just can't keep up. You know what's interesting about this story? We don't know the name of the Pharaoh who instituted this dreadful policy of extermination. But we do know the names of the midwives who resisted the policy. Their names are Shifra and Kuma. They're recorded in the scriptures, memorialized for all time, because they feared God, because they did the right thing when the ships were there. The author and Jewish scholar Francine Claxman has stated that Shifra and Pua's clever defiance of the king's decree might be the first recorded instance of civil disobedience in human history. So I want you, especially this weekend, to remember those names. Remember the names of Shifra and Pua. Shifra in the Hebrew language means beautiful, and the name Pua means splendid. What a beautiful thing it is to fear God. What a splendid thing it is when a little white lie saves innocent and, and exploited human life. Shifra and Pua slowed the king's plans, but didn't entirely stop them. The king had a plan B to enlist not just the midwives, but the entire realm in his operation to exterminate the immigrants. He told all of his people, if you find that baby boy, throw him in the night. But thanks to the ingenuity of one Hebrew family, they managed to save their baby boy and get him adopted and placed in Pharaoh's very own household. And some other Hebrew boys survived as well through acts of ingenuity and creativity that Yahweh doesn't report on to us. This kid adopted a place in the home of Pharaoh. His name is Moses. Keep your eye out on him. Maybe you've heard of him before. But if you haven't, keep your eye out on him because God is going to call him to liberate these slaves and to bring God's chosen people back to the land that is promised to them. Keep your eye out on him just as God kept God's eye out for Shifra and Pua. God took notice of their integrity, and God blessed them with children of their own. Now, as we were sharing with the uh, children earlier, this weekend is the 16th anniversary of the March on Washington, in which a quarter of a million people gathered in the capital city and demanded an end to segregation, and demanded fair wages and fair educational opportunities and greater voting rights and economic justice. And it was there that Dr. Martin Luther King gave his famous I Had a Dream speech. King, like Shofar and Pua before him, practiced civil disobedience in his quest to save and protect oppressed and exploited people. Today, Martin Luther King Jr. is the only non-president to have a national holiday named for him. 
The statues are everywhere. There's uh, an enormous amount of National Mall. There are other statues in other cities throughout the country. He has parks and boulevards and schools named for him. He has children's books written about him. Scholars and students read his sermons and his letters and his statements and manifestos. Martin Luther King Jr. achieved great fame. But he didn't set out to be famous. Any more than Schiffer and Kula set out to be famous. In fact, when King was murdered in 1968, he was more infamous than famous. A Harris poll conducted that year found that 75% of Americans had an unfavorable opinion of Martin Luther King Jr. That means that the year that he died, King was less popular than Biden, he was less popular than Trump, he was less popular than Vladimir Putin. In a poll that was taken earlier this year. King's fame, like Shepherd and Kua's fame, was not sought after. It was bestowed on him. It was a byproduct of his being centered in God's will, a will that expresses itself in a fierce concern for people who are oppressed and exploited and in danger of death. The Nile River was the Great River region. When it flooded, and it flooded regularly, it would deposit rich soil along its banks. And the Egyptians, with some ingenuity, would draw the water out of the river when it wasn't in flood stage, and those canals filled with irrigation water would uh, cause the crops planted in that fertile soil to grow. The Nile River was the source of life for the Egyptian people. Our society is a, uh, and our country is a land of many great rivers, the Colorado, the Missouri, the Ohio, the Mississippi, and the Rio Grande River as well. Today, in the Rio Grande River, where it flows by Eagle Pass, Texas, there is a thousand-foot stretch of buoys that are designed to deter immigrants from entering into the United States. You can't swim under them because they are anchored with thick cables and concrete bases, and you can't climb over them because they spin, and because between each buoy is a serrated piece of metal, like a circular solver. It seems as though one thing that ancient Egyptians and modern Americans have in common with each other is that we are turning our rivers, our source of life, into death traps, into tombs for immigrants that are on the bottom. Earlier this month, a man's body, who had already drowned, uh, the body was caught on the passage, the, the piece of the buoy that's straight up across the Eagle Pass. And a Honduran boy's body was found in the river just a few miles upstream. You know, there are so many opportunities for fame and success in our society. But truth be told, we don't need any more Instagram influencers, and we don't need any more billionaires. We need people whose lives are centered in God's will. We need more God-heard people. People whose reverent awe for the Lord leads them to cherish human life and to strive for human fulfillment. And that's you. You are what our world needs. You are what our society needs. Provided that you stay rooted and grounded in God's presence and in God's power. So how do you do that? 
Do you worship on Sundays? Do you read the Bible? Daily. Do you stay close, like Shifra and Hula did, to people who are closer to God than you are, so that you can live into God's presence and power through their lives? Will someone name a highway for you? Will someone name a Will your name be memorialized in uh, history books forever and ever? I can't promise you that. And in fact, if I did promise you that, then we'd be back to seeking things from the state, which is not what we're supposed to be doing. But I can promise you this. I can promise you that there is more joy in fear of God than there is in fame or wealth or anything else under the sun. In the name of the is and who was and who is. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review this podcast so that we can reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. To support our ministry, go to www.haddonfieldprez.org and click on the Give tab at the top of the page.